Starting off red hot with the heat, just going to bring it off the bat. Vikings and Bears have the worst coaching I have ever seen. We are all so quick to point out bad primetime Kirk performance, right? And I'll start off with saying he didn't play well. But get educated, people. The fucking Vikings always struggle against Chicago, especially in Chicago. It's always a shitty game. It's never fun to watch. Are you shitting me? It's a division rival. Both teams are like ultimate choke artists. The Vikings are a lot better, though. Like, as of recent, the Bears had their one year, but it doesn't matter. Records go out the window when these two teams play. The Bears are ninth in yards allowed a game. So, in their fourth allowed or fourth in passing yards allowed per game in the NFL. So, why is it that Kirk in a cold, again, a rival road game? Didn't put up great numbers with a fucking soup spoon calling his plays. Why does he get all the all the rap? Like, you know, oh, it just pisses me off if you can't tell I'm kind of flustered already just rethinking about this dumbass team. You know what I saw, though? I saw a bunch of backup Bear, Bears players playing with tons of emotion and sticking to their assignments, doing their job. Kirk made them pay for the couple times they didn't. He threw the game's only two touchdown, and his interception is a play that most good quarterbacks do. You see your receiver being interfered with or tripped or held. You throw the ball that direction to draw extra attention to that receiver. The refs see the penalty, throw the flag. Unfortunately, it wasn't called. Again, was Kirk great? Hell no. He did what he had to do, though. He deserves the credit for the win instead of the blame for an ugly win. Everyone was so quick to point out, oh, primetime Kirk, blah, blah, blah. And I don't understand that. He scored the game's only two touchdowns. He made a clutch throw in third down to get him out of their, what were they, at? like the 10-yard line he threw from his own like 10. Made a clutch on third down late in the fourth to run off more clock. He made the winning plays. Yeah, he missed a lot of plays. He did. Yes, every good quarterback has bad games. Look at Brady this week. We'll get to that later. And then Bears fans, you want to talk about like injuries, let me start with the fact that both of our star defensive ends have been out most of the year. So, well, Daniel Hunter most of the year, Everson Griffin's a psycho, so yeah, him most of the year too. So two elite pass rushers are out. Thielen set out with an injury. Irv Smith is twice as good as Gronklin. That's Tyler Conklin, if you don't know. We call him Gronklin here in Minnesota. So, and the reason I mentioned that Irv Smith is if you watched any of the preseason stuff, the training camp, Irv was elite in practice. He's more athletic. He's got better hands. He's faster. So then deep balls and stuff, that would be caught by a better tight end. So let's not forget that. So the Vikings were missing key pieces as well. You come into the banged up O-line, a banged up Delvin Cook. Like, it's not like we were... And we just cut Rashad Breeland on what Thursday. Say say what you want about him. Yeah, he was bad this year, but it does affect your scheming. You're you're planning the whole time to have him there, and then all of a sudden he gets into a fight. We'll talk about that for a second. Rashad Breeland, for those of you who didn't know, has been a pretty bad corner for the Vikes. Now, as the season has gone on, he's played much better. But he decided to try and force his way out by starting a fight with Delvin Cook and Sheldon Richardson. Then started with the coaches. 
The GM, Rick Spielman, saw that, brought him up to his office, said, see you, bud. Have fun in free agency. Um, and I believe they were able to get out of the contract without paying him, releasing him because he violated team conduct. I believe. I can't remember exactly what I saw. So if you're wondering why Breland is a free agent, that's why. And also back to the injuries thing, it's week 15 in the National Football League. Every team has injuries. Don't give me that shit, the COVID shit. Everyone's been hit hard by it. I do want to talk about some more ugly-ass officiating. Now, some calls favored my team, sure, but let's not forget they ejected a top-five middle linebacker for a shoulder hit on fields. Bears fans, shut the hell up about refs. How about this? Don't have four fumbles. Go one for five in the red zone and two for five on fourth down against the 31st defense in yards allowed at 380.6 per game, 28th pass defense in yards allowed per game, 27th run defense in allowed yards per game. You scored nine points, needed a last second useless touchdown buzzer beater to get your only touchdown against a defense that allows 24.4 points per fucking game. How about you quit blaming the refs, quit blaming the injuries and look at what you didn't do. The immense number of times that they shot themselves in the foot. I'm not hearing it. Bears fans. You lost cause you suck ass. You're four and 10 seasons over. It's been over. Shut up. Vikings, you bounce back again barely. You improved to 7-7. Seven and seven. Here's what I got to say about my team. If the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, they will have earned it. They got the Rams this coming week at home. The Rams are damn good. They're 10-4. and four. And then they head to Lambeau. So honestly, it's not looking good, but also it is looking good. Fire Zimmer. Damn it. Rewinding, I'm going to go all the way back to Thursday Night Football here. The Chargers choked one away. A massive, I was going to say monster, massive, kind of whatever. Massive game. They choked it away. They had the lead. They lost to the Chiefs in overtime, 34-28, basically wrapping up their division. It's not clinched yet. I believe one more division win does it for the Chiefs. Mahomes in domes is electric. What can I say? He went 31 for 47, 410 yards. Three touchdowns, did have a pick. He outdueled my boyfriend, Justin Herbert, who went 22 for 38, 236 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Travis Kelsey, we talked about uh, George Kittle last week. Travis taking over that game, winning Jimmy G, a game he didn't deserve in Cincinnati. Well, Travis Kelsey, and not saying that the Chiefs didn't deserve this one, but Travis Kelsey really took this game over, especially in the clutch. Fourth quarter and overtime, he just made major plays. He had big catches and big spots. So, yeah, it was it was a super fun back-and-forth Thursday night game. Close throughout is the Chiefs, even the season series, as I mentioned before, uh, taking control of the AFC West. The Chiefs are starting to come together slowly, but they're clicking on all cylinders. The Chargers, it's pretty simple when you break down the Chargers. They can't compile wins. They have not won back-to-back games since early October. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. That's exactly how I believe their last six or seven have gone. And that's not going to cut it. They got to turn that corner, string a few together down the stretch, and have a great... And and the thing is, is they have a great path to do that. 
You got the Texans, the Broncos, and the Raiders. They should win all three of those games and make the playoffs. So get it together, Bay. Get my squad in the playoffs so I can cheer for you. The Patriots' seven-game win streak was brought to a screeching halt on Saturday. The league's best running back, and it's not close. Jonathan Taylor took him down pretty much by himself. The Colts down the Patricks 27-17. JT, 27 carries, 170 yards, and a touchdown. And y'all want to talk about Brady and Kirk, but let Carson Wentz slide? Man, are you shitting me? This is why wins is not a quarterback stat. Kirk and Brady, Kirk won the game and still got shit. Brady lost, he got shit, and he deserved it. He had a bad game. But this is why it's not a wins and loss stat for a quarterback. Carson Wentz went 5 for 12, 57 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That is fucking ridiculous. If there's an injury I don't know about, I apologize. But as far as I'm concerned, he was playing. Mac Jones, on the other hand, he... So, Mac Jones, he did struggle in the first half. Yes, he he did. Through three quarters, the Patriots were shut out, I believe. Then he led a fierce comeback. He gained his confidence, and he really started hitting his stride. You could see the passion. He, he got all fired up, turned that game around, got the bench going. The defense got some stops. They went on a 17-0 run, made it a 20-17 game. But JT said, uh-uh, no comeback today. 67 yards to the house. Colts, after starting the season, 1-4, are now 8-6, and six, just a game back from the reeling, constipated Titans. And more importantly, they are fifth in the playoff seating. Patriots fall to 9-5. and five. Mac Jones, like I said, he struggled. He threw a couple crucial interceptions. He, like I said, he, he did battle back. He got them right back in the game late. They they scored all their points in the fourth quarter, so you could say some of it was garbage time, but he did make that a three-point game and gave everyone a reason to stay tuned in. Saturday football is back, and I am loving it. We should have had a pair, but of course with COVID, we had a couple games pushed back to Tuesday. Panthers got waxed by the Bills. Cam Newton threw one of the worst interceptions I have ever seen. I love Cam, but he is not it anymore. Sad to admit, because I want him to be good so bad, but he is just so ass, and it is what it is. Bills, you didn't look super great. Like, it was not an, an enjoyable game to watch, and I've been saying that about the Bills all year. They've been playing a bunch of ugly football games, but they're winning, I guess. Uh, Panthers, your season's officially over, and Bills, you improved to 8-6. Congrats. I told you the Cardinals and Murray are fraudulent. Fucking smoked by the Lions. 30-12 to 12 in Detroit. Kyler goes 23 for 41, 257, a touchdown and a pick. Getting way outplayed by Jared. What's cooking? Good-looking Goff. 21 for 26, 216 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. They led this game 17-0 at half and never looked back. Usually, typically with the Lions' big lead, you're expecting the the epic failure or at least letting them get close. Cardinals didn't really do that. And the thing is, it's not going to get much easier for Cardinals. You got the Colts next week. Then you go to Dallas, and you host Seattle, who has been playing better as the season's gone on. I know that's not a big threat, but it's a division rivalry, and Seattle's going to play you tough. 
So there's a good chance they could lose a bunch down the stretch here. As I predicted, I told you they're fraudulent. So big, big loss for the Cardinals. Big loss. Because you just lost your one seed to the Packers. And now you're in a three or four way tie at 10 and four. So it's a huge loss. Detroit, I don't care who you played on the stretch. I'm rooting for you. Ruin your shot at the number one pick. Go ahead. Do it. Next up, Jets. Put up a great fight in Miami. However, they fell short to the Dolphins. The Dolphins win their sixth consecutive game, 31-24 over the Jets in unimpressive fashion. Got to be the worst six-game win streak of all time. You beat the Texans, who were 1-8 and at the time. Ravens which are, they're a way worse team than their record shows, and no one fears them. The Jets twice you beat. Panthers and the Giants. Yeah, you're not good. To a nice game-tying touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. Too bad it was to the wrong team. Pick six by the Jets tied the game late with at 24 with eight minutes to go. Before Tua tongue my bungholia through what would end up being the game-winning touchdown to to Devontae Parker. Dolphins got the Saints, Titans, and Pets to wrap up their season. Sorry, the Dolphins are playing the Saints, Titans, Pets to wrap up their season. They need two wins for sure if they want a wild card spot. So make of that what you will. Going to take a quick break here, and I'll be back with more next. Welcome back here on Anchor, owned by Spotify. And finally, I'm available on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. No, but seriously, I am so thankful for all the feedback lately. You guys are seriously amazing. I'm having so much fun doing this show. I'm trying to get better and better week in, week out with each episode please make sure you give me a follow on Instagram at fandom underscore pod. And again, it's F-A-N-D-U-M-B underscore P-O-D. Snapchat at fandummies, F-A-N-D-U-M-M-I-E-S. Cowboys, you beat the Giants 21-6. Cool. Titans lose to the Steelers in an absolute shit show of a game. However, it was an emotional one. It was fun at home. It, it's just kind of fun watching the Steelers down the stretch, knowing that this is Big Ten's final games. The fans are going nuts for Pittsburgh. They're showing out all over. So it's been really fun. He's been the quarterback since I was a kid, as I've mentioned before. So it is kind of kind of an emotional time, and I enjoy watching the Steelers. The Titans, good job. You helped them win. You turned the ball over four times. As, like I said, an inspired Steelers defense got it done at home. Steelers are now seven and six, one, seven, six, and one, and they're alive. That Lions tie is going to come into play. You make my words. <laughs> Texans and Jags had a game this week, if anyone cares. Um, it was entertaining, I guess. Points were scoring, the ball was moving. Texans, you win 36 or 30 to 16 against the down, down bad Jaguars. Urban Meyer, I can't believe you lasted this long. He's finally gone. And honestly, now that he's gone, I'm going to miss him. 
He created content, and the Jags typically struggle to make news at all. Psycho Boy has major anger issues, clearly. He's a very, very questionable person, like character-wise, morals-wise. I'm sure he will reappear in college or something else somewhere because Urban Meyer is always around. And if you don't know what I'm referencing, do some research on him and why. There's a reason he's been kicked out of universities. So Bengals won 15-10 over the Broncos, and there's nothing here. Trust me, it was bad. Falcons got railed by the 49ers, 31-13 on the road. They're now two games back in the wild card chase, I believe, as San Francisco con- continues to create separation. Good for them. They're 8-6. and six. Jeff Wilson Jr. had a big-time game, 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Not a giant shock, I guess. I expected Atlanta to show more fight considering their place in the standings. But then again, it's the Falcons. I should have known. Once again, that creative run attack for San Fran was moving the ball, making Jimmy G's job easy. So another win, thanks to their great coach. Packers survived a great performance. Great performance from backup quarterback Tyler Huntley. He went 28 for 40, 215 yards. He threw two touchdowns as well as 13 carries for 73 yards and two rushing touchdowns. A valiant effort. But Green Bay Packers prevail. Why? Aaron Rodgers is damn good. 23 for 31, 268 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. It was back and forth action the whole game. It was great. They traded blows from start to finish. Ravens went for the win at the end. They did not get it, unfortunately. Tied the game with a touchdown, went for two. Pass was incomplete. Pack attack, take the number one spot in the NFC, improving to 11-3. and three. And what a season they're having. No real weakness. I mean, you could say special teams, but who the fuck needs special teams when you got Aaron Rodgers and a good defense? Special teams usually comes to play if you're a little weak on one side of the ball, and the Packers aren't. They're primed for a deep playoff run. And this rigged-ass NFL, they would have it so that Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl in his last year in Green Bay. That'd be the least shocking thing ever. The Ravens drop to 8-6, and as that division is officially wide open. It's a nuts AFC North, folks. Listen to this. You got Cincy on top because they hold the tiebreaker over Baltimore. Both of those teams are 8-6. and six. Then you got Pitt at 7-6-1, and one, and the Browns are 7-7. Seven and seven. It's going to be nuts down the stretch in that division. Anything can happen. Green Bay clinched their playoff spot and division with that win. Saints, 9-0 over Buccaneers and holy boring. Brady, you kept it interesting. You called a, you you told a coach for the Saints to either go fuck himself or fuck off or call him a bitch or something or the other. You smashed a tablet after watching yourself be bad. It was fun. His weakness is the regular season Saints, I guess. No worries, because he'll always beat them when it matters. Chris Godwin, this actually made me sad. Such a good wide receiver and a better dude off the field. He tore his ACL. His season's over. And don't forget, folks, Anthony er, Antonio Brown is going to make an appearance. This is probably why they didn't release him, because if injury happens, you just throw that guy in there. And he was fantastic before he got hurt, and then the fake vaccination card and all that shit. He was so good. I think he for sure comes back now. Saints defense, you deserve all the credit. Wait, no, they don't. 
Bucks, learn how to catch the ball and execute. Either guys were open and Brady missed them, or guys were open, Brady hit them, and they dropped it. Taysom Hill sucks ass. Oh, my gosh. The Buccaneers fall to 10-4. and four. As I said, it's a four-way tie between the Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, and Arizona Cardinals. And LA Rams. That's the other team. I almost forgot. So it's an absolutely loaded chase at the top. Packers can't really afford to drop one. They got Cleveland coming to town. Cleveland's going to get a lot of players back from COVID, so that's an interesting game. So that they I could see Cleveland winning that game. If they can dominate on the ground to get the run game going, they could beat them. That's usually the key to beating the Packers. Anyway, run the ball well, utilize your screens well, and that's two of the Browns' strengths. So keep Rodgers off the field type of deal. That wraps up the Week 15 recap. I got power rankings and special guest Lenny Poker making his first appearance next. I did actually forget two games. I'll talk about the two Tuesday night games. Russell Wilson looked really bad. Stafford looked good. The Rams beat the Seahawks 20 to 10. Cooper Cup had a pair of touchdowns. I believe he had nine catches, like 140, 130 yards, pair of touchdowns. Just another dominant performance by that guy. And also the Eagles in a major game with playoff implications. Washington lost a huge game. Uh Philly improves to seven and seven as Washington falls to six and eight. Jalen Hurts kind of got it done. I mean, 20 for 26, 296, a touchdown and a pick. It wasn't bad. He ran the ball well when he had to, and he had two rushing touchdowns. And that's the best part about that guy, right? If he can run the ball well, they have a chance. Uh, Gilbert was the starter for the Redskins. If you don't remember who that is, there's a reason. He's a nobody. He didn't do shit. It was boring. The Eagles bottled up Gibson. And yeah, I've spent too much time on that game already. So, that being said, I'm going to welcome in Lenny Poker. Lenny, how you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing great here. It's a beautiful Tuesday night here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Caleb, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining me, Lenny. I'm, he's a play-by-play analyst. Analyst. He's hilarious. He's an avid sports lover, lover of the show. Mr. Poker, should we do our top 10 rankings or what? You're welcome, Hoss. I'm, I'm welcome, uh, you know, thankful to be here. I would love to hear your shitty, probably biased power rankings. If you put those damn Vikings in your top 10 after that win, I will be hightailing it down the road and never come back. Wait, Lenny, are you a Viking? Get on with the rankings, bud. Who cares who I like? Okay. Number 10, Buffalo Bills. They're 8-6. and six. They got a tough defense. They got weapons on offense and prime for an early playoff exit. Josh Allen will be the downfall of this team once again. I do like them at 10, though. I, we can agree on that one. All right, very cool. Number nine, I got the Indianapolis Colts. They're eight and six. They get the best running back in football right now with Jonathan Taylor. The defense is playing well, and things are looking good down the stretch for the hot 
Colts. I don't know what you're smoking, but give me two of them. Wentz is trash. You're going to put your marbles with Carson Wentz? Hell no. Can't be a top 10 team with that guy. Well, then you're going to be really mad because at number eight, I got the San Francisco 49ers sitting at eight and six also. If they had a real quarterback, this may be a top five team in the league with only a few losses on their record. You know, I could agree more here. Uh, Jimmy Uncle Rico Garapalo, I think his name is, is, man, he's like curded milk. Stinks. Okay. Number seven, Arizona Cardinals, 10 and four. Overrated and falling. Lenny, what do you got? Oh, I could not agree more on this one. That little midget they got gets worse as the season goes on. Uh, it, well, uh, you know, we saw this last year. They did the thing, and then we thought they were the thing, and they talked about their coach, and they suck. Come on. Uh, Lenny, I don't I don't think they prefer midget. Okay, keep it moving. Fuck sakes. They ain't got to be all politically correct, you mother. Number six. Tennessee Titans, 9-5. and five. Cut him off from using that bad language. How dare you, Lenny? But the Titans are still fighting. They got to get healthy. Got to get their receivers back, but it's still a tough team. There are four turnovers at Pittsburgh, and you lose by six. You're still a scary team. They're just a couple plays away in that game. Ah, fuck them. Ride, Tannehill. Are you shitting me? Not a chance. Get him out of here. All right. Well, number five, New England Patriots at nine and five. We may have overreacted on this team. They're a little sus on offense, and secondary can be exposed against top tier passing attacks. Go ahead. Doubt Bill Belichick, dumbass. Well, that was a little harsh. Number four, Los Angeles Rams, 10 and four. Stafford and his offense complimented. Complimented by a star-studded defense. Yeah, time will tell. Let that talent gel. I think I think we're going to see them make a deep playoff run. I really do. Yep. Going to win it all. You make my words. Wow. Shocking reveal here, folks. Lenny Poker has picked his Super Bowl champions, the Stafford-led Rams. Yeah, you damn right I have. You know, with all that talent, you got... Mon Chikvay at coach, and he's going to pull them all together. They're going to rally here, and they're going to get it done. No more Brady. No more Midget Boy. It is the Rams. All right. Sounds good to me. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Ten and four. Mahomes is heating up. The Chiefs are looking better and better each week, primed for another deep playoff run. Ah, fooey. Just kidding. I agree. Chiefs will lose to the Rams when in the Super Bowl. All right, there you have it. Lenny Poker says Chiefs versus the Rams, Super Bowl. Rams are winners. What, do you got a score yet, Lenny? Fuck off. All right. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The loss this week leaves me no choice. They're still obviously a contender, and Brady is healthy, so you're fine. Uh, losing Godwin's going to be huge, I think. They got to try and add another receiver, uh, get Antonio Brown back, something like that. Uh, Lenny, what do you got? Mad overrated. 
This team is bad news all around. You know what, Lenny? You just shut your mouth. That was just ridiculous. It's a terrible take. You said don't bet against Bill Belichick, but you're going to bet against Tom the Goat Brady? You shit me? Uh, I pff, Hot take. I'm cutting him off. I turned his mic off. He ain't talking until I ask him to. Bringing me to the number one team in the NFL, number one atop the Caleb in fandom podcast power rankings because it means so much. The Green Bay Packers, 11-3. and three. They got the best quarterback in the league right now, and defense is playing well. And I don't know why I'm talking like this, like I'm calling a horse race. As he turns down the left corner, he's got 100 feet to go, and the mega horse stealing an apple touch pod has got the win. I don't know what the fuck that was. Maybe special teams is a weakness, but this team doesn't have very many at all. It's a good all-around team. You're led by Aaron Rodgers. So Now, Lenny, you may speak. Yeah, someone call the ambulance for that puss cake Rodgers. Cry and cry. They're good. They're a good team, but I can't even watch them because that baby of a quarterback and the refing they get. Wow, Lenny, we agree on something. Thanks for being with me today on the show. You gave your great analysis. You threw your two cents wherever it was it was not wanted. You are the machine. I'm thankful for everyone. Who listened as Lenny tunes out. Lenny, you got any final words? Ah, Merry Christmas, fuckers. Piss off. Well, that's about what you'll get. If you know Lenny like I do, that's about what you get. So, again, I am super thankful for all you listeners. The feedback has been so positive, so good. I appreciate any criticism or, you know, ideas. You guys are awesome. Keep reeling them in. That's what the show is about. I want to involve the fans. You guys are what drive sports. You guys are what drive me to get on this mic weekly and start. I want to do more episodes a week. I'm just struggling to find the time right now. Hopefully after the holiday season, I can get on more. But again, we are the fans. We're buying the tickets, the jerseys, the household items. We do all that. We go through heartbreak. We go through cheer. Our days are ruined or made by our teams. So keep it up. Keep the passion coming. I love it. I love all you. And I want to remind everyone. Make sure you appreciate every second with your loved ones over Christmas break. We've lost Demarius Thomas and a wide receiver that I want to give a shout out to was Vincent Jackson. He fell at age 33. They listed it as chronic alcoholism. People, if you have an alcohol problem or drug problem, reach out, get the help because there's too many fucking people that care about you. Don't be selfish and kill yourself over it. For me, Vincent Jackson, that one kind of hit at home because one of my first NFL games that I ever went to, I sat front row and I actually high-fived him in the pregame. Not only that, but he was bailing Josh Freeman out time and time again. He made clutch catch after clutch catch when they downed my Vikings in the old Metrodome. So <clears throat> very sad news. I hope his family and everyone's doing okay. But this Christmas break, just don't take any second for granted. This world is changing so much and becoming more and more evil every single day. Hug your loved ones, share your smile, real or fake. Tell them you love them and just be thankful. Like I said, Thanksgiving's not the only time that we should be doing that. We got to be doing it all the time. Show the love. It's Christmas, the cheer season. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Everybody love everybody. <laughs>